I was two weeks from selling the location at Mills because I didn't have the money to finish it. Welcome to the Orlando Impact Podcast, a podcast dedicated to shining the spotlight on purpose-driven leaders in the Orlando area. If you are looking to sharpen your leadership skills while being inspired by the struggles and stories of triumph of local leaders, this podcast is for you. Hey, Andy Young here with the Life Wealth Group, and I believe that everybody has a dream that drives them forward. Join myself and Hilgard this week and every week as we discuss thoughts and ideas with some of Orlando's top leaders. From business owners to leaders of nonprofits, these discussions can help you make better decisions for how to run your business and live a life that you dream about. Welcome to the show. All right, so we've got Thomas Ward uh, that's joining us from Pig Floyd's Urban Barbacoa. Thomas, thanks for joining us today. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about who you are? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so about six years ago, I started this uh, restaurant, this company called Pig Floyd's Urban Barbacoa. And um, yeah, we were just trying to differentiate ourselves from a business, obviously, that's been so traditional in that sense and um, involves a lot of traditional sides and stuff like that. So we decided to change it up and kind of internationalize it always with the idea that I wanted to be in one of the parks, you know, Universal or Disney. So if, if somebody from Universal or Disney is, is, is listening, please let me in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, basically what we did is we added, we added the tacos so that we can believe it or not. In my idea, I think I come from a family of, um, I have four sisters and a mom and typically the decision maker when it comes to going out to dinner is my mom or one of my sisters in their respective family. So I wanted to see how we could attract that decision maker to come into a barbecue restaurant because typically barbecue is more like, you know, heavy. It's a guy, let's drink beer, let's, you know. So we, we kind of brought in the tacos, we brought in different sides with the rice and beans and the plantains and, and kind of attracted that decision maker into going into like barbecue is not always, you know, ribs, brisket, you know, heavy meals. And um, it, it actually did work because our tacos are most, our most popular item on the menu. Yeah. So, so Thomas, that obviously you had influence from, from growing up that kind of helped shape your menu. Uh, can you yeah. share as far as with where you grew up and, and kind of that original first venture into the restaurant industry? So I grew up in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and I moved to Orlando in 2001 to study at Rollins College. And um, I don't like cooking. Um, and I got into the restaurant business almost by mistake. In 2011, I opened a food truck. Um, I just was looking for a business that I could come in with very little capital and sort of a safe, you know, asset that if I had to exit, there has some value. So the food truck did have value. Um, and I went really basic. I went on YouTube. I learned how to do burgers and grilled cheese. And um, I started what was my first venture in the restaurant business called Treehouse Truck. And it became successful just because I became known for doing the burger in between two Krispy Kreme donuts in Orlando. 
Um, so it became really popular in that, in that time. And, that was really my first venture into the business. And obviously I learned by hitting my head a lot because, you know, I had a, a partner and we brought in a chef, the chef disappeared a week later and then we brought in another chef. It, it was a mess. Um, but um, I worked the truck and, and I guess that gave me the experience to be able to do what I currently do, which is now, I'm, I'm, yeah, this is, this is probably going to be yeah 10 years in the business. So it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing as far as seeing your growth there in the community and how much you guys are doing. So take us back, you know, those original days, maybe from when you transitioned from Treehouse Truck, you'd sold, you'd uh, moved back. Uh, I moved working back in the back to, of a grocery store, I think. Uh, you know, with yeah, that. I moved back to Puerto Rico and in one of the grocery stores my dad had, I opened a restaurant um, and it was, it was going great. And, um, there was a little bit of a mishap in the building what we were in and the building owner went bankrupt and they voided our lease. So literally, you know, I was running a successful restaurant and the guy comes in and says, your lease is voided. You're out. Um, it was, it was sort of a shocker. Um, so I moved back to Orlando and, um, I called some friends and they said, you should get into barbecue. And the same sort of story with Treehouse. You know, I, I, I did, I did YouTube. I, I asked a lot of questions. I, um, I brought in one of the, the great chefs that worked with me in the food truck, Jason, and um, found a location on Mills, bought the restaurant that was there, which is a Turkish restaurant and um, the rest is history. Yeah. So in those original days, obviously you went through a lot of struggles initially coming up that you, you had Treehouse and that you were going with the truck, you sold, moved back, had another great business going, things were out of your control, went sideways, had to figure out how to reinvent and do it again and come back to Orlando. So if you're looking back at those struggles with that, right, uh, what was that greatest challenge that you had to learn and find your way through at that time? I had no money. <laughs> so I had no money and, and um, believe it or not, I mean, I thought that it was going to be easier to, to be able to raise capital for restaurants, but people are very scared, uh, very apprehensive when it comes to, you know, investing in restaurants. And obviously the failure rate is pretty high. And um, so finding that uh, those investors for the unit was very tough. I mean, I heard a lot of no's and, found a group of people that wanted to invest and luckily they did and they've done they did really well so how did how did you overcome that that you you found that group of people that were willing to invest in you and your concept just listening to a lot of no's until you get that yes right and um i, I don't want to say short to a miracle but i i want to say that if the cards were in the right place because i mean the 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 investor, the main investor that appeared was, I was two weeks from selling the location at Mills because I didn't have the money to finish it. And, wow. um, and I found this person that literally told me like, hey, I'm looking to invest in a restaurant. Do you know of anything? <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. yeah and, you're like, where uh, were you weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. For real. And we did a deal and, um, and that happened and, you know, and we ran over budget again and then I had to find another person to finish the project and I did. And, you know, finally 
we opened September 11 of uh, what, 2000, yeah, 2014, September 11, 2014. I mean, and I was like, if we don't open today, I'm out of cash. You know, it's, it's the typical, you think you have enough money to open and then you don't have money because you go over budget and you open and then obviously cash flow comes in. And, and we got really, we got really lucky that the business took off as fast as it did. Um, it was a good time in the barbecue business because obviously the only people that were in town were Sunny's and Four Rivers. So there wasn't a lot going on in that segment. Um, and it's really a segment that's really tough to go in because if you're cooking every day, I mean, it takes 12 hours to do a brisket. Um, it's not like you're cooking a burger in 12 minutes, right? So that segment is a very difficult one in that sense because you have to kind of calculate what you are going to sell. And when you run out, you run out. Um, yeah. That, uh, so I grew up in the southwestern part of Virginia. So barbecue, I think, is part of my soul. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think, so, so when I know when myself and my wife come into your location and that we like you walk in and you still, it doesn't matter that it's this different take on barbecue. It's still that just warm emotion that you get inside of yourself that you're like, Oh man. Yeah. It's time about to eat some. It's good. I mean, I, I recently brought in some traditional sides, which I've been wanting to do for catering purposes. Uh, the big beans and the mac and cheese and stuff like that, because a lot of people would want to order it. Um, but yeah, I think people have adjusted to it. And, um, you know, a lot of people didn't think that rice and beans would go, you know, with, with that uh, combination of the meats and stuff like that. So it's been, it's been really cool. I think it's been a lot of people like the concept. A lot of people think it's, you know, sort of different. And obviously when they try it, they're like, oh yeah, this works. So, yeah. So, so obviously, we had the struggles initially with the restaurant, and I think every restaurant owner or business owner out there knows that cash flow is king. It doesn't Ooh. matter. You've got to have cash flow to make everything work. Man, and I restaurants are such a tight margin, anyways. Uh, I, I was watching a video uh, that you'd recorded a while back where you were explaining just how much the pans that you put stuff in to go out and do these family meals. And how much that cost. And it's like, man, I'm doing this because I'm trying to go out to keep my restaurant alive. But just the, the crazy amount. I know when I would look at stuff uh, managing restaurants with Brinker years ago, and I'm looking at stuff going, man, we need to pump out some more alcohol sales because food we're not going to win on. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, alcohol has been always what helps your food costs and cures a lot of your problems because it brings so much cash flow and it brings so much profit. Um, but because I only do 12%, 13% of beer, you know, beer and wine, it's not much. So yep. I count on food. Absolutely. And, and the cycles that we're in right now, I mean, the jumps, it's something that I've never seen before, to be honest with you. Like, I had I was paying for brisket one week two seventy five and on Mon I mean that Saturday on Monday I was paying six fifty. Wow, unannounced. You and know, I know and you I, were happy. You were posting last night. I think it was you were happy to finally see brisket prices starting to come oh, down. Oh yeah, they're dropping down. But you're still you're going like when is this gonna come back to normal? I mean, yeah, four thirty five. Right now, I'm seeing even, and, and now with all this upswing of COVID, 
you know, we, we think that it's going to go back up to the five range. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's something that you have no control over. And when you try to explain it to the guests, it's just, they don't get it. Um, you know, gloves. We, I've been talking to another person in the industry about gloves. If you're not a big, if you're not a big buyer that you're buying uh, trailer loads. I mean, gloves doubled in price mm. overnight. I mean, from 35 bucks, it went to straight 70 bucks. And if we can find them, it's crazy. Hey, sorry for the interruption. It's Andy. And I know you're listening to the Orlando Impact Podcast because you want to help maximize your impact in your family, community, and organizations that you care about. I've got something for you. If you want to take this a step further, I want you to head on over to thelifewealthgroup.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter. This is a collection of hand-picked articles along with focus on things that you can be doing to make a difference. We send it every Friday straight to your inbox. Finally, I would like to invite you to our upcoming webinar that will help educate you on making informed decisions for retiring in the new normal. So go to thelifewealthgroup.com to sign up today for our weekend reading and keep informed on how you can continue to make an impact in your community. So you've had all these changes on the expense side of things, right? And with the, obviously the change in people's uh, patterns uh, that's going on right now. So as we record this, we're co hopefully coming out of COVID-19 with the pandemic. It seems like we're kind of ramping back up for a, a second go of it. But, you know, how are you overcoming these challenges now? I, I saw where you were doing uh, kind of these neighborhood meal deliveries uh, even going as far as Miami to deliver food to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we, we pivoted the business into delivery. Right. And, um, what was going on, obviously, I think at the beginning of when this started was that people were cooking at home, but they were getting tired of it really quick. <laughs> and we were just trying to offer family meals so that we can have a bigger ticket as we delivered because we were offering free delivery. Um, but yeah, I, I, I threw that Miami trip in a bind. Like I, I called my sister that lives down there. She got 20 of her friends to buy. And then we put it out there. And the first, it was, it was crazy because the first one, I went down with 50 orders by myself. And I started delivering at 11 in the morning. And I ended up that night at 11 at night. I mean, I had to obviously comp the last probably five meals because I was, people were mad. You know, oh they weren't gosh. getting their food. So it was a learning process. And then I've done it three more times. And um, it's been great. And we went to Jacksonville. We've gone to Tampa several times. So, you know, it's, it's great to see that the brand has that capability of traveling, you know, because the food holds very well. And people recognize it in those parts of Florida. Um, so it's, it's been great in that sense. And obviously in town, when we've gone to different, uh, you know, cities or town, I, I call it towns, Windermere, Altamont Springs, Castleberry, Longwood, all that people have been very supportive in that. And I think we're going to move back into it again and try it again. But when restaurants started opening back, I mean, that, that whole side of the business died instantly mm. for everybody. 
I mean, yeah. takeout all of a sudden died and people wanted to go back into the restaurants and eat. We took longer because uh, I held off till June 1st to open the dining room. And then it was going up and up and up. And all of a sudden at the end of June, obviously last week, it died. And I think people are now feeling that we should go back into the takeout mode. And we're leaving the dining room open, but trying to do it super safely, obviously. Yeah, that ability to quickly make changes in your business. You know, that's a great lesson as far as to share with, with everybody. You know, whether it's in your business life, your personal life, the ability to quickly make changes. We saw a lot of people go through that as this started, we were saying it's time to get on the skinny budget. You've got to figure out what's the least amount you can get by with. And a lot of the fun things that you like doing, maybe we got to back it down a little bit temporarily. Um, yeah. You know, restaurant owners, business owners that said, I love my staff. I want to try to keep them as long as I can, but they also want to make sure there is a business for them to come back to at some point. Yeah. So we've seen that, that when people said, Hey, a hurricane. Yeah. A hurricane. I know when it's going to kind of come, uh, I can expect I might be closed a couple of days, maybe a week with this. You've seen people that now it's like, okay, you're closed for four or five months. You know, you're trying to figure out how to get back. So uh, kudos to you with figuring out how can you try to do this in the best way possible to keep out there, keep people enjoying uh, amazing food and doing that. So Thomas, that's, that's awesome. Uh, that you're I doing appreciate that. that. I think, I mean, I think right now we're going back into our skinny budget uh, because, you know, obviously there was PPP funds that helped us out, but that this is changing again. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very interesting thing to see how business uh, you know, evolves with different ownership and my friends that own restaurants and seeing how the business just changes quickly. I mean, last week we went from 75% in-house and 25% takeout to 50% takeout and 50% dining in. So, I mean, the business changed like that again. <laughs> so, so it's... It yeah. So if you're looking at that right now, so obviously you're making, you're making an impact in the community by, by being able to be out and in front of people and, and get them the enjoyment with that. But if you're looking at yourself and the, the ability that your business has for you to make a difference for your family or in the, the Orlando area, how do you want to be known for making that impact, Thomas? Well, I mean, right now, obviously we are working hard to try to consistently put out a great product and um, to be able to, to create value for what's going on right now. I mean, a lot of people are just strictly looking for value with cutting their budgets. So, you know, going back to family meals, obviously we have to adjust pricing depending on what the value of the, the product that we're buying. So, um, but more importantly is just putting hot meals in front of people and, it, and we can help. I mean, we've been doing it even with nurses and uh, first responders and we've had people call in and sponsor meals um, and we pretty much give it at the the least amount that we can so that these people can eat hot meals that are different that's not you know the traditional pizza and other stuff that they've been eating every day so um, you've, in that you've, sense, you've done some amazing other stuff to keep them happy too though right I've said with the family the date night and the partnership yeah, we've done date that. night. Yeah, that's true. We've <laughs> done date night. I forgot about that. We're doing it every second Saturday. And that's been super popular because people, obviously, they, they are not going out on dates. 
my four sisters are not going out on dates. They've done the date night and they come and sit outside the restaurant. So it's been pretty cool. So, it's been a great experience. So explain what does that date night look like for somebody that maybe isn't familiar with it? So basically we offer a package with tacos and sides, dessert and a candle so that people can come and, and actually they've done it in the back of the restaurant. They've done it in parks so they could sit as, you know, as a couple and, and enjoy a meal by themselves without the kids. Um, and it's been really popular. People love it. You'll, you'll have to look this up. So for, for the listeners uh, that are listening right now on the podcast, uh, go to Thomas's Instagram. So at, I think at Pig Floyd's. Pig Floyd's Is that yeah. right? So, and there's pictures if you look back as far as this date night kit. Uh, so it's like, it's like the sanity rescue for moms and dads right now that are out there. Uh, so it's, it's really, really, it's a, it's a unique concept and it's partnering with other businesses that are here uh, as far yes. as that heart and soul of Orlando of trying to make a difference together. You have so yes. many business owners reaching out to one another to your point that are saying, what can we do? What are you doing that's working? What doesn't work? Holy cow. How do we figure this out and then pivot again? Uh, so it's, it's an ever moving target. Um, it's been great. It's, it's, it's been something obviously I've never experienced in my, in my career because as we sit down and we sit down every Tuesday for meetings, you know, you're looking for answers and you're looking at where it's going to go. And you don't, you can't, you can't answer that question currently. Like, you don't know. I mean, it, if I had that glass ball, Thomas, for my clients that are asking like, Hey, where's the market going? Hey, when do I need to be prepared for this? How's the election going to go? I'm like, <laughs> I'm just trying to make it to tomorrow guys. <laughs> you know, right. Let's worry That's about, right. to, let's worry about that. Uh, this is, it's a totally different environment. So what, what relationships have helped you along the way as far as growing your business, Thomas? Um, you know, I, we've built a really good team. Um, we're very lucky. I, I am very lucky that, uh, for example, Darden, um, it's, is is local. Um, it's here in Orlando. So I've had a lot of people that I've met through the years and I've built relationships with people that have been in the restaurant industry for many, many years with experience. Um, so that's luckily helped me a lot because obviously they've seen this sort of, sort of situation before in other ways, right? The 2008 uh, downturn of the economy and, and, and previous situations obviously when I was a I mean I was a child I was born in 83 so they've seen other stuff like that and you know with the the experience always teaches you how to kind of maneuver in these sort of situations and I call them and they answer so that's for me that's basically a library of knowledge that I get for free um, and I've really tapped into that market at right now I mean my lawyer is an experienced restaurant guy you know my my real estate advisor she's done so many real estate deals working for Darden for many years and now she works for another company large restaurant company so you know those those kind of calls that you make and you ask questions uh, um, helps a lot because you know there's a lot of fog going on in your in my decision making at least due to the fact that you're like trying to navigate. And um, obviously we have something new that not a lot of people have dealt with in the last, last downturn, which was social media. And um, 
social media is so active right now that you know it's it, i i keep repeating to my to my staff that i think it's almost like a high school um competition of how you're going to come dress to school today because if you don't have something really cool out there there's a lot of you know a lot of things going on so people lose focus on what you're putting out there so it's it's been very interesting it's just like okay what kind what cool shoes are you wearing to high school today is what i say you know <laughs> um and what are people gonna say so that's that's been the gist of it like how do we acclimate to that situation being that you have to be in the forefront of people's decision making when they're going to go out for a meal because you know a few weeks back when obviously restaurants open i think a lot of people put their direction towards the full service heavy set dining like let's say oh well, we're going to go out for a nice meal this week and that's where our budget is going to go right an eddie v's a ruth chris you know we haven't been there during the pandemic. So we've been to fast casual restaurants. So we decide when this opens that let's go to a nice meal. Let's get dressed up. Let's wear the mask. Let's, you know, let's enjoy that process. I was one that went out and I went to Eddie V's and obviously experienced something that's not the norm. I mean, yeah. it was crazy to see. It was a shocker, right? You're going, there's tables in between, everybody's wearing masks, service is different, bars closed, you know. It's, it's, it's just a really big adjustment when you've been in the restaurant business for so long and you see how, how people now, we have to adjust the, the business model to what, what's currently happening, obviously, in, in the planet. So we're going to get out of the uh, the present day, right? We're going to put on our caps. We're going to look forward. But we're saying we wake up now. It's five years from now, and we're looking back, and we're saying, what is Pig Floyd's then? What are you doing? At the, what is Pig Floyd's at that point, Thomas? If you can dream. So in my dream. I mean, my, my dream has always had to my – my dream has been to have 50 units, Okay that's what I've always wanted to do. And that's what I'm going to continue to go for. Um, um, I, I mean, I can I do the Jim Carrey thing. I carry a check for what I want to sell my company for. And, um, so I, I, I keep with that plan. It's just going to take, it might take a little bit more time now, you know, that I have planned for. Um, and I think another thing to pivot in this kind of situation is that, I might go into a different cuisine just to build safety um, in terms of just being able to take care of my family and, you know, maybe into the pizza business, which has not been damaged as much mm -hmm. as let's say, you know, the, the barbecue business. Uh, I like breakfast and lunch a lot. Um, I have a concept that I've been working on for the last year. It's called Peggy Floyd's. Um, and so that's, that sort of thing is something that I'm looking to right now and, and finding a way where I can pivot into smaller units. It's not necessarily me looking for a 5,000 square foot restaurant. It's just me looking for an opportunity because I think there's going to be opportunities, right? Now. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of things going on and a lot of changes with landlords and everything. So there's, there's going to be opportunities in the coming year I think, and I have to be ready for it. 
Yeah, I think we're going to probably see a lot more of these uh, dining hall type setups as far as a lot of restaurants uh, that people are able to kind of have a micro unit. Uh, you're going to the, the location specific, but you're not quite sure what you want to eat yet and that you're just trying to stick out amongst that. So I know that we've got uh, things that have popped up like that, Novito in Winter Garden, you know, stuff like that that's just coming up. So uh, that's amazing to hear as far as part of that dream of what you want to make sure happens for Pig Floyd's and for your, for your overall brand, uh, Thomas. So what an impactful story as far as sharing with everybody. And I'm excited uh, to be able to see how that plays out. So where can people get more information uh, to follow you? Uh, well, Pig Floyd's obviously on Instagram, Facebook, um, and we're pretty active. I mean, we, we do a ton of stories. We try to make Patrick dance. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick has crazy dance moves. Um, and, we, you know, we try to keep it happy. Obviously, everybody takes a lot of pictures of food, and it's great, but but restaurants are really more, you know, more than only food. There's, there's the people behind it. And, and that's something that I've always tried to put the story online because I think a lot of these, a lot of restaurant companies just go a little bit cold and try to post a lot of pictures of food. And for many years, believe it or not, I was actually criticized about the fact that I put too much of my life into it. And now people are just, they're paying people to actually put, you know, their lives into the restaurant business. So it's an interesting take and, and that's what I've, I'll continue doing. So, I mean, I think online, it's we have a pretty pretty good presence. So if people want to follow the story, it's it, go, go, it's super easy. Just click follow. So be sure to follow that. And as you're listening to this, the breakfast tacos should have launched. So yes. you'll, be able, yes. you'll be able to enjoy yeah, yeah. not only lunch and dinner, but breakfast as well as at Pig Floyd's. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're doing breakfast tacos, and they're really great. They're really good. Fantastic. Well, Thomas, thanks so much for your time. Until next time. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and I hope you found the information here insightful. Both myself and the Life Wealth Group team want to provide you with the very best resources and education to make the best decisions for your financial future. That's why I want to offer you a complimentary review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so that you can make informed decisions for yourself moving forward. We found that many people don't have a full understanding of three basic things. They don't know how much they're paying for fees and commissions. They don't know how much unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest egg, let alone the tax implications of their retirement savings. When we meet, whether it's in person at our office or an online video meeting, we're going to help you understand all of those issues. We want to walk you through a proprietary planning process, the Life Wealth Dream Builder, where we focus on investment planning, risk planning, income planning, healthcare planning, and tax planning. To get started, all you need to do is visit thelifewealthgroup.com, click schedule a conversation, where we will reserve a time to give you a complimentary impact analysis of your financial dreams. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Impact Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcast. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach. If you found this information helpful, you can also share the episode. 
Thanks again for taking the time to listen, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Orlando Impact Podcast. Securities offered only by duly registered individuals through Madison Avenue Securities, LLC, MAS, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. MAS and the Life Wealth Group are not affiliated entities. AEWM and the Life Wealth Group are not affiliated entities. The Life Wealth Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. The LifeWealth Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute as tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with U.S. government or any governmental agency.